He ain't got good sense because he was raised up in Chicago. The boy didn't know what he was doing. Don't take him. By now the commotion had brought Emmett's great aunt, Elizabeth Wright, into the room, and she begged the white men to leave Emmett alone. Listen, we'll pay you whatever you want to charge. We'll pay you if you'll release him. You'd best get yourself back in that bed of yours, girl, snapped Milam. Do it now. I want to hear those springs. With tears in her eyes, Elizabeth Wright left the room. Emmett continued to dress, oblivious to the danger that was unfolding around him. He reached for his socks and Milam stopped him. Just a shoes, boy. We got to hurry. I don't wear shoes without socks, said Emmett. His kidnappers cursed him for making them wait while he pulled on his socks and then a pair of canvas shoes with thick crepe soles. When the boy was dressed, Milam and Bryant pushed him through the house and out to the porch. Mose Wright tried one more time to save his nephew. Just take him out in the yard and whip him, and I'll be satisfied. But the two men ignored his plea. Before they stepped into the yard, Milam turned and asked Wright if he recognized them. No, sir, I don't know you. Good, preacher. How old are you? Sixty-four. Well, if you decide later that you do know any of us here tonight, you'll never live to be sixty-five. But where are you taking him? asked Wright. Nowhere if he's not the right one, said Milam. Mose Wright and his wife watched from the porch while the two men walked Emmett to their car. Bryant forced Emmett close to the back window and asked, Is this the boy? Yes, said the woman from the back seat. Bryant shoved Emmett into the front seat, sat next to him, and pulled the door closed. Milam got behind the wheel and the car, its lights still off, moved into the dark, taking the boy from Chicago with them. His naked and mutilated body would be found by a fisherman three days later in the Tallahatchie River. Footnote this recreation of actual events is based on statements made by those present and documents related to the case. End footnote. The kidnapping and murder of Emmett Till and the trial of his killers became one of the biggest news items of 1955. The viewing of his disfigured corpse at Rayner Funeral Home and his funeral at the Roberts Temple of the Church of God in Christ in Chicago attracted more than 10,000 mourners. The grisly open-casket photo of Emmett that appeared in Jet magazine horrified and angered hundreds of thousands more. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, NAACP, other civil rights organizations, and political leaders expressed outrage at the cold-blooded murder of this boy from Chicago. In an interview, Roy Wilkins executive secretary of the NAACP, labeled the crime a racist act, saying, It would appear that the state of Mississippi has decided to maintain white supremacy by murdering children. Newspapers across the country, especially those in the northern states, condemned the killing and the racist attitudes that led to it. The protests and condemnations from civil rights leaders and northerners poked an already raw nerve in the South. The white leaders in southern states like Mississippi that enforced Jim Crow laws, regulations that segregated blacks from whites, 
were still stinging from the 1954 Supreme Court decision, Brown v. Board of Education of Topeka, which declared that racially segregated schools were unconstitutional. In May of 1955, the Supreme Court pushed the issue even further when it ordered that integration of schools must proceed, quote, with all deliberate speed, end quote. The two rulings alarmed Southern leaders, who feared that the federal government and Northern agitators planned to destroy the Southern way of life. Comments from a speech given by the police commissioner of Montgomery, Alabama, typify the attitude of many white Southerners regarding forced desegregation of public schools. Since the infamous Supreme Court decision rendered in 1954, we in Montgomery and the South have been put to a severe test by those who seek to destroy our time-honored customs. Not since Reconstruction have our customs been...